Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's start. <laughs> wow, no cold open. Welcome to the Full Volume Podcast. I am your host, G.I. Jolie, and as always, I am joined by this immense, sorry, immense echo in the room, but also... The Harvey Brent. We can we can do a cold open. I'm okay with introducing first and then do... I mean, you know, most um, most entertainment programs work the other way, but if we want, we can... We can talk about Drag Race last night. Um, we'll just open and then completely talk about it because <laughs> I just I'm like, let's get the let's get the formalities out of the way, let's get all of that business out of the way, and then, as I like to say, let those hoes have it. Wow. Because I am, anyway. They all know who we are. <laughs> they do. They do. Just, I. Are you, I first of all. Is this season ever going to end? Like, I feel like this season is as long as the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we're long. in the 39th week of... We're in the 39th <laughs> month of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I, it needs to end. And, like, the fact that nobody went home... Why? Like, just... <laughs> it's just Let's fast forward to the end here. And there's going to be a, a reunion next week. There's a reunion special. And then the finale after that. So there's two more weeks of Drag Race. Which, don't get me wrong, we love. But, like... Wow, let's 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 move on to another season. Let's do Drag Race Down Under, which starts May first. Yeah, and um, what is it? Gottmik said last night on the program. They're like, oh, I just don't want this to end. I'm like, well, the I feeling do. is not mutual. Yeah. <sighs> it was. I'm not. I'm not into. Uh, I'm not into who's left. Well, just one person in particular, and I get it. Do you know what? They're really funny and they're like super adorable. But I just. I don't think that they deserve to be there. Who, Candy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just, again, I don't understand how she's still there, but that's the reality we're living in. I would love Gottmik to win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm okay with Rosé as well. Simone is obviously awesome too, but the only reason I don't think Simone should win is because she's been in the bottom a few times. Yeah. Just it, based it, on points, you know what I mean? Yeah, the other two girls are just undeniably amazing. Um, I, going into last night's episode, was like, this is Rosé's, totally Rosé's. It's indisputable that it's hers. And then, after watching the interviews and the entirety of last night's episode, I was like, you know what? Gottmik has shown a lot of growth. Their runways have been amazing. Um... I would be totally okay if they won as well. Yeah. But that lip sync wasn't... I didn't enjoy that lip sync for anybody. It didn't make anybody look good. No. And no. Um, for the first time, they gave me what I wanted, which is like... Or maybe they didn't... This isn't the first time, but they're like, we're all going to have you do it separately instead of having you hoes bump into each other um, <laughs> through the whole song. Um I, I don't know that I liked how it was edited. Um, it would be really cool if they released the footage of each of their lip syncs, um, like on YouTube or something. Or have them like 
each in a corner and play them all all four at the same time. That would have been cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like honestly, though, there's not too much to talk about aside from the fact that this season needs to end. But I'm like, well, nothing happened. So there's nothing there for me to like rant about aside from the fact that Candy had yet again a not very good runway look. But I'm not even surprised at this point. <laughs> I know. And they're just like, I, you know, the Carson was like the silhouettes, right? The materials, right? Um, it's like, yes, it is. But it's like, in my opinion, too little too late. Why didn't all of the runways come like live up to that standard? Yeah. How did last week's runway? How does she get away with that? I don't know. I mean, she didn't, know. but yeah, that's that's the second worst runway look of the season behind Lala Ree's bag look. <laughs> yeah, there's like it's the second worst, and Lala Ree showed up with bags yeah. glued to her body. Yeah, so. that's the only reason it's not the worst runway look this season. Oh, I like your mug, by the way. Did okay. I tell you? I am. I think you know this. I am a Buffy virgin. I've I've like seen it like syndicated, but like I haven't like fully you know gotten into Buffy ever. And I started watching it a couple months ago, so now I'm at the beginning of season four. Ooh, um, mm. so I make this mug. Oh, did you? <laughs> I think I need to place an order in at the Handmade Tale. <laughs> I should have sent it to you with that microphone, but did you send that microphone? I did. When did you send it? <laughs> I sent it. <laughs> Monday. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. that bad then. No. I was a little worried. Okay. No, no it was really crazy because I sent it with a package to Michael and they're like, oh, you can do express post for like 38 cents more for Michael's package. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And they're like, we can't do express post on this one. Oh, for mine. Yeah. It's so rural. Like, <laughs> right? They're like, it's going to be real expensive. And I was like, okay. Yeah, all it's weird. All packages like when I order something from Amazon, which I try not to do, um, they send stuff from the Amazon Depot. They ship it to the uh, Canada Post Office in Belleville, and then Belleville has to drive it out to me. Yeah, so it's like an extra day from everybody else when they order something. Holy crap! Dude, it's really funny. There was a really glorious house for rent in Picton. Is that where you guys are close to? Yeah, there's a nice house for rent. And I feel like it was your old place. But I was like, do I move there? Do I take I, that online only job and move into that house? I don't know. I, I think you do. I think the answer is yes. You would be fully supported. There's <laughs> there's gays everywhere here. It's a super gay town you would love. Yeah. I, I think it's actually gayer than Windsor. And Windsor is, you know, exponentially large. Not Windsor's not that gay. But I mean, you know, this area is 4,000 people and it's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> so when you and Jason moved in, they already had, like, they'd already rolled out the rainbow carpet. They had gay infrastructure in place, yes. The entire main street is, was, is lined with rainbow flags. I'm not kidding. It's actually on, the, on like, the, like the street, street lights along the street. They have rainbow flags all the way down. Oh, my God. It's, it's just... a serve. It's a look. <laughs> it's yeah. a... It's quite the flex and a good flex to, to have <laughs> as a so, small town. Um, if you can find a good rent price here, uh, yeah, move here because it's it's gorgeous here. Unfortunately, there's a lot of tourists though. So that's mm, okay. That's that's the issue. So when Jason walks around, does like Wilbur follow him too? That is correct. That is what's oh. happening right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's two. There's two creatures walking around 
one behind the other. I've got one too. I saw. I saw in the background. We're not yeah. alone today. <laughs> We're not alone. And <laughs> speaking of being um not alone. Not alone. Uh oh God. Okay. Well, I mean Come on, the nail yeah, the cast got a little lonelier on what Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week. Um, I don't. Okay, so quick recap. Yeah. Uh, they are in. Are they they they've they've left Madripoor. Where are they now? They're in Riga, Latvia. Got it. Okay, and where we left off is that Ao uh, has threatened Baron Zemo. As we know, he is responsible for the death of King T'Challa. Yep. Which T'Chaka or T'Challa? T'Challa. I call. It, I always pronounce it T'Challa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this um, our, is this our first instant of them working in Chadwick Boseman's death into the show? I think so. Interesting. So they're just gonna. They're just going to. Uh, write him off as they're not going to tell us how he died they're just going to say Zemo is responsible I don't know I mean yeah it wasn't it wasn't fully explained to me I mean I, I only caught that brief glimpse too so I that's why it kind of like oh that, that's weird they're 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 bringing it in they're acknowledging it so yeah and and honestly that's one of those things where I'm like you know what I'm really happy they addressed it um how are they gonna let us know that Zemo did it yeah um, Stay tuned, feathered friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where they're going to introduce that. I hope that's in. I hope it's soon. Something tells me it won't be in Falcon Winter Soldier, though. No, and yeah, and I I would be satisfied if it wasn't. Um, if they just left that open ended and that was it. Um, so he she gives uh, Bucky an ultimatum. She says, "Okay, you know what." You need him. He's got intel. You got eight hours before I come in and I take him by force. Um, and Zemo, sneaky Zemo, <laughs> is just sneaking all over this episode. Sorry. <laughs> ready for a hike? Something. <clears throat> Something loud. Um, so... Oh, that's the other thing, too, uh, is they are looking for, because they're looking for the, <laughs> because they're looking for the remaining, uh, I'll try not to react, <laughs> they're looking for the <laughs> remaining super soldier serums, yeah. serat, anyway, um, the, the remaining vials, because only a few were taken, and there are 20 in total, uh, they know that Carly knows where they are. So their mission is to find Carly because where she is, the additional serum case will be. Um, Zemo uh, bribes a bunch of kids with candy who know (laughs) where um, Donya has died. Donya is the woman who looked after Carly and the rest of the, uh, some other orphan kids in the GRC. Yeah. Um, so they know that she will be, um, because of her loyalty to this woman, that she will be at the funeral or memorial. So they are looking for the memorial, which they find, and they immediately uh, are <laughs> in a really, really strange, tacky way, 
a fight ensues over her dead body. Like, not over it, but, like, literally over top of her dead body. There's a fight. Yeah. It's kind of, and it's, like, really crazy. Um, It's a weird spot to be in, uh, but Falcon um, is able to kind of, like, level with her, which is nice. Um, he, They get interrupted by John Walker and Battlestar, who somehow have managed to find our cast of heroes Mm -hmm. i don't know they never address or they never say exactly how they were able to catch up with them but they eventually are um and then so so bucky and zemo and falcon kind of have to um deal with that while they're trying to deal with this other thing it's just a again it's one of those episodes with there's a lot happening but at least there's a, a, a through line for the plot I actually I think this episode converged a lot of things, thankfully. Yeah. And I don't I don't feel as um overspent or like, you know, juggling a bunch of things finally, which is interesting. A, a, a bit of a relief. Yeah, even the themes that they were bringing up as a result of some of the plot happening very clean, very thoughtful, very scary. And we'll we'll address that soon. <laughs> um <laughs> but because something insane happens in this episode that is heartbreaking. Um, so they are able to, I, I, and jump in at any point because my mind gets a little bit blurry right after they a fight ensues over top of this Donya woman's body. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, that's where it happens, huh? Yeah. Okay. No, not over Donya's body. Are you, the heartbreaking scene, isn't that the, at the end you're talking about? Yes, yes. Oh, no, yeah. That's later on. That's, uh, yeah. So, I think that's so, over. Yeah, so the fight is taken out of that area. It, it yeah. kind of uh, yeah. leads somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some more um, mountain moving they have to do to get out of that area. Because, yeah, that's a very vulnerable area for, for Carly's super soldier. Um, so they, I think that's it's a bit later on where, um, and I, I feel like now I, I'm, unfortunately to be jumping through a lot but like you know um basically captain america goes full heel and takes the last remaining super serum after um baron zemo destroyed all the vials but one of them was left behind and yeah he he reacts to the death of battlestar um who is a casualty in the middle of this fight with the super soldiers he he his head hits concrete and it kills him we assume and then Captain America takes it out of one of the super soldiers and just beats him to death with his shield in front of everybody in a town square. Yeah. Yeah. And that was so... Uh, and Starting with the death of Battlestar, it really jolted me out of the entire world. You okay? Yeah, I'm just checking because I'm hearing noises. Um <laughs> It really, t- it t- it really took me out of the whole entire world uh, in the way that you never really, I mean, you see people getting kicked into columns all the time, um, but they the f- camera never follows them mm-hmm. uh, or the camera briefly highlights what happens. But for the most part, it's never addressed whether they live and d- or die. And the death of this character is v- vicious. It is you it's like palpable, you can feel it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that they've ever really like the the repercussions of what's happening with the super soldier serum, I think, is finally hitting everybody. And I a hundred percent am with Zemo. It's really unfortunate that he was unable to destroy every single vial because one, you know, rolled rolled away and freaking John Walker pockets it like a weirdo. Yeah. Um there's just so so many themes that are like explorable. I just don't like I don't know where to start. One, you lose the like the loss of a friend as a result of um duty. I mean, he signed on to this role yeah. um, with his best friend who he was in the military with and they aren't super powered and they say it often. And that is, that is a reoccurring thing with John Walker. That is clearly a problem with him is that he's not super powered. Yeah. Um, he gets his ass handed to him earlier by the Dormelage. Yeah. And he is so mad about it. And emasculated. Right? Awesome. Do you know what? I will say that's... Okay, I I digress. That's when it started. The the reality of uh, what's happening. Or um, the making... What made it realistic was the humanity in John Walker when he was like, they're not even super soldiers. And they whooped your ass. Yeah. And they whooped me. And he's like, it was almost like, what am I, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then Battlestar was like, what are you doing? What are we doing? You, you've done this. You have been awarded for this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You deserve this mantle that was bestowed upon you. Mm-hmm. And he still has second thoughts, obviously, because he sees a vial of super soldier serum and he pockets it. Ugh. It's it's a great it's a great through line, though. Just like there's so many themes there about like he you have to imagine John Walker's probably received the most intense physical training that the United States government has to offer, you know, to be this quote superhero. He Mm -hmm. has received the best of the best training and still he is not good enough to beat Dormelage, which is great. Like, it's just so delicious. Right. Um, But yeah, that that that's that real reckoning in his head again. I kind of wish like I actually do wish there's more backstory on John Walker for why he's so obsessed with being the best that he can. Like, not that not that you shouldn't be obsessed with being the best you can be. But I mean, why he's so obsessed with it seems like at this point he the pressure of living up to Steve Rogers is just crippling him. And at this yeah. point, he it's just like he is out of options. You know, he's out of he's out of carrots. He he takes the super soldier serum and he's like, I'm not gonna play by the rules anymore. I'm gonna do what's best for me, you know? And so I there's something interesting about that though. Like it's he's gone full villain on us, but he's I would just love to know why what his moral, like the moral strength of his character is that allowed him to make that decision, you know? Why mm-hmm. did it bother him so much that he was beat by the Dormelage when they're just other humans, you know? Like he has to be the best human in the world. It's just, it's just very interesting, I think. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think you can see parallels in uh, today, in society, on television, um, in real life. On January, was it the 6th? When did this go in the Capitol? The 6th, yeah. 
it's being bred and raised into a life of patriotism. Um, he's always been the best. He's probably like one of the biggest, you know, he's, he was the biggest dick in his, uh, you know, whatever they call it in the Marines, their, their group. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh shoot. What is the word? Not unit, um, not patrol, platoon, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he was obviously awarded for all of these things and these things are not, there's still someone out there who's better. He thought he was stepping into a role that, um, like, he he was being given because this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what he has to offer is uh, as good as it gets, and it was finally being recognized. And when as good as it gets gets wiped all over the freaking globe, like just ass handed. Um. And then, unfortunately, as a result of their vanity, their pride, um, and their weird sense of patriotism to whatever that shield meant to him, Mm -hmm. his best friend dies and the world stops. And I thought that the sentiment wasn't going to do wasn't going to be there to do all the heavy heavy lifting, but it did in this case. But they keep harping about how Steve Rogers was just different. He's mm-hmm. just like he—he's the exception. He is an exception. Without um, the super soldier serum, according to Zemo, is just it. It is only for criminals. <laughs> It'll make you like intensely evil. Yeah, it's only for evil people. Eventually, you'll become evil. And wouldn't you know? Um, even though someone was like, he, he sorry, Zemo acknowledges when Bucky says hello to Cap. Zemo acknowledges that Cap was different. Steve Rogers was just a maybe he he had a different gift. Mm-hmm. Um, he maybe he was gifted before he took this the serum. Who knows? But John Walker was not. Yeah, and John Walker just became evil like the rest of them because he straight up kills this dude. Yeah, and, and the imagery at the end is so iconic with the the with the shield and the blood on it, and it's like, yeah, you are no longer the international icon that Steve Rogers was. You've tainted the mantle of Captain America, which I mm-hmm. love, but it's also perfect. I think it kind of ties into um, uh, Sam's sister too, saying, you know. Why would I work? Why would I work for? Why would my brother work for uh, Captain America when their their mascot of Captain America doesn't represent my America? In a yeah. way, that shield with the blood does represent one side of America. In a way, it's fitting. Yeah, and John Walker is the epitome of that one side of America that we are yeah. seeing fear its ugly head. And um, on the other hand, we see um, what that side of America, the vigilante, the vigilanteism and the underground fight is embodied in Falcon and Bucky who mm-hmm. um, are choosing to do right by their country, by a country that they live in, um, not by, by absolute choice, not by any sense of duty, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy how, a system or systems 
mm-hmm. when unchecked, allow us to falter. And in some of the worst case scenarios, I mean, there was another shooting. We kill each other. Yeah. Unchecked. Mm-hmm. And that is the villainy behind the super soldier serum and like the idea of ultimate power. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just, there's so many really heavy, really, really heavy things. But I do want, ever since the last episode where you posited, well, let's bring it back to a lighter. Um, this is a hard episode to enlighten, I found, too. I don't know if you noticed, but this episode had a very heavy tone. There was no buddy-buddy comedy, none of that. So, I, I sorry, I, I appreciate that you're trying to bring it back to a lighter vibe, because this is a hard one to do that with. So, I'm, I'm curious to see where you're going before I rudely cut you off again. <laughs> <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be totally lighter, but it'll definitely be about Sharon Carter, who... I am now a hundred a thousand percent certain is the power broker. Did you see the recap? Give me the it. Give me it. Just explain it to our listeners. It was like the, the they start recapping. Somebody's talking about the power broker. The power broker is doing this, and uh, oh, sorry. In the in the recap, Zemo is like, "You assume you came to me because you assume Hydra is behind this," <laughs> and then somebody starts talking about the. It cuts to somebody talking about the power broker, and then it immediately cuts to Sharon, mm. who is on the phone, and I'm like, "It's." I'm I'm finally seeing those breadcrumbs that people on the internet had been like, um, seeing when WandaVision was out, but like, of it being right in front of your face. Yeah. And yeah. It's, not, it's not spelled out in any way. Everything that they're giving us is like super ambiguous. But I'm I'm with you where I'm like totally sure it's her. <laughs> well, she let's talk about her in this episode. She wasn't in it too much. No. She, I think she had maybe a couple of scenes, but was there anything in her scenes this week that also kind of supported that or would how do you feel about that like she i know she was on the phone with sam sam was asking for another favor um mm-hmm. well she said the power broker was she's like all i know that the power is that the power broker is really mad <laughs> lol aka <L-O-L. laughs> <laughs> like okay well i'll check with the power broker and see if they're okay with what you're doing <laughs> you mean you you're literally holds you? the the phone up to her face, like a, a reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay with it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are we okay with this girl? <laughs> yeah, I, I am. And at this point, too, I think it's too late in the six-episode run to introduce someone who could be the power broker. You know? I mean, I guess they could introduce a new character that carries on to another series. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm still I still of the opinion that it's Sharon. Yeah. I'm so. totally which I, I don't know much about Sharon Carter in the comics. Is she's not a villain. Is she? No, I don't believe so. so. But let's this look. Is, this is a pretty far, from my understanding, a fairly far de- deviation from the comics. Is it not? Unless unless maybe the power broker... Okay, I mean, I guess the show is painting them as a villain because they're financing the super soldier serum again. So, yeah, it's villain, villainous tendencies. So I'm I'm very... I'm confusion as to why they're doing this with Sharon Carter. What's their motive? Okay, so she's usually depicted as a secret agent. This is right from the Wikipedia page, so we know it's real. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. She's usually depicted as a secret agent in X-Field Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. under Nick Fury and the love interest of Captain America slash Steve Rogers. Okay, in the original comic book, Sharon was the younger sister of Peggy. Um, Oh. But here she is not, obviously. Okay, fictional character biography. Born in West Virginia, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Uh, inspired by her aunt's adventure, Sharon joins S.H.I.E.L.D. and is assigned the codename Agent 13. By this time, Steve Rogers, the patriotic hero known as Cap, um, had been revived from suspended animation. And during one of Sharon's earliest missions, he comes to her aid when she is under attack by a mercenary known as Batrock the Leper. Leaper? (laughs) The Leaper. Oh. So he jumps. Um, the two of them cross paths, often teaming up on missions against Hydra, the Red Skull, and others. Okay, forget it. I thought they were going to talk about how she is uh, a weirdo. So uh, if she is the power mm-hmm. broker, I just, yeah, it sounds like there's not a lot of foundational knowledge there in her Marvel, in her Marvel wiki to yeah. support that. So this would be kind of a, I mean, I guess, I guess the MCU does deviate from the comics, um, more than I maybe realize, because I again I'm I'm more of an X Men guy. I don't know too much about Captain America, but I, I'm sure they they are taking liberties. So maybe this isn't too far of a reach for me to make actually that she is the power broker. No, and it would totally make sense uh, because, and I'm trying to think long term goals here. So if she were collecting all the super soldier serum, that means that she is in cohoots with Nagel. <laughs> Um, the Who is US now government. Nagel's deceased. Hashtag. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. Like, welcome to Thug's Mansion, sir. Yeah. Come on in. DMX just got here. So. Oh. Yeah. RIP. Right? DMX, Prince Philip, they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What a week. Um, so, okay. Right. Cahoots with um, Nagel. And then also you said the U.S. government, which I think who was that was the original financer, right? Of the super soldiers. Yeah, obviously. Duh. Um, So, yeah. Here's the thing in the in the comics, uh, in recent comics history, and I don't know if they uh, un-retconned this, but like, you remember when Cap was revealed to be Hydra? Hydra. And it wasn't a scroll. It was Cap. Like, and then freaking America had a meltdown. Um, so I'm not sensitive. Jeez, right? <laughs> you killed him, and then you brought him back, and then now he's Hydra. This is un-American. <laughs> of course, it is. It's also a comic book. Yeah. So, <laughs> get a grip. I know. <laughs> a couple slappies across the face. Just mm-hmm. you know. Just a, just a mushroom slap. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I can't find anything that says she's evil, but I wouldn't, um, I also wouldn't argue that she is a heel, as we would say, or pulling her own turn, because another prevalent theme in this show is that everyone now who has been introduced to us as they should be the bad guy, they're doing these for all their own reasons that you can get behind. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they were able to somewhat redeem Carly this week because I was like, you blew up a GRC building last week, WTF. 
But then she goes in this week and she, you know, we talked about how irredeemable she was last week, but she's saying how like the GRC, you know, when people came back from the blip, they were displaced against their will, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And it's like, okay, well, this is, yeah, these, this GRC repatriation, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's fascist, but it's extremely protectionist. And so a lot of people, have, you know, have been separated from their families, you know, have had to leave, you know, wherever they ended up back being, you know. And so I could see, Grant, she, she's a little pissed. And I and now I kind of understand why. Do I still think it was a little far blown of a building? Yeah. Um, but I, there was a little bit more rationale this week, which I really enjoyed. I think she said this to Sam, right, when they were, they're having their little, their little kiki moment, the two of them. They're spilling the tea. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and it was good. Like it was a good, it was a good scene before John Walker walked in and you know made everything about him. Um, but no, I I um, I will say I feel like this week's episode was probably the strongest. I don't know if it was the funnest to watch, but it was the strongest episode in terms of actually bringing to- like a lot of these plot points together. Like now we have most of our characters in the same uh, not timeline per se, but they're in the same playpen almost you know they're either yeah. interacting with each other um you know john walker and and formerly battlestar who is now also deceased um they're you know they're in that realm with you know baron zemo um you know falcon winter soldier so they're they're all together which is nice and they're in their interacting with carly which is great so it's mm-hmm. bringing a lot of these pieces together which i'm just like oh thank god and it's making the story easier to digest not, it's not fun to digest because again, this is the this is a, a tricky not tricky but this is a dark episode this week. A lot of you know it's never it's never fun to watch someone go full villain, um, but it <laughs> it was it was good. I feel like now I'm looking forward to next week because I'm like oh it's just not going to be so difficult to keep track of. Everyone's you know the same wavelength. Yeah, and how so. is America? Yeah, how in this at this point is America going to? Because now America has to answer for what's happened. Oh, I cannot wait to see the two sides of the media. Fox News is going to defend him. (laughs) They're going to have they're going to have their little like a weird Tucker Carlson. Oh God, that I'm going to hate. Yeah. Ooh, maybe they'll bring in maybe they'll bring in J. Jonah Jameson to be like a Daily Bugle correspondent. How quiche would that be? Oh, that would be phenomenal. That would be cool. If they work that in, because he's all about he's all about making uh, splashy news headlines, at least in those 80 com- 80s comics that I'm reading currently. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be also crazy to see how they paint this in the media. Yeah. Um, one, it's an international incident. Two, there were so many cell phones mm-hmm. open and recording during the incident um that it god it's so crazy this is all also happening during the trial for george floyd because i started feeling so many like emotions and right now they're talking about um they're talking to medical the medical examiners our character or or, sorry our our witnesses right now and it's like there's so much of this that is that can be paralleled uh in real life that it's kind of becoming it's becoming overwhelming yeah it's starting to bleed out into my daily and it's hard to keep um keep afloat i mean 
we've been put into we've been put under stay at home orders again for the next 28 days so at least my anxiety doesn't have to play out in the public yeah um yeah but this one is this one i agree with you is extremely successful it's one of the so far the most successful episode it is hard to watch but it is the most necessary it draws everybody together into the same realm yeah um and it poses the most questions about what's going to happen next like i've never been this excited um not as excited i haven't been this excited since they dropped that hour-long zemo dancing video um (laughs) adorable But it, it it's it's doing a really great job, this show, of reminding me that not everything is, like, adorable memes. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't all be, um, you know, Agatha all along trap remixes. That <laughs> there are some really, like, hard questions and tough things happening out in the world, in life. That, uh, and that comics have always been political. Yeah, maybe that's maybe you hit the nail on the head there. That's maybe why I'm not enjoying this as much as WandaVision, because WandaVision was I mean, it was not realistic per se, but it was just such a nice form of escapism. And just by nature, the show itself, you know, being a TV show within a show, it was escapism. This is this show is very it's political, like you said, like there's just a lot international politics, domestic politics. Like there's a lot being talked about here that I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like you know, already, I, I know I I listen to the news all the time, so I'm already consuming that, and now I'm consuming it in my entertainment. Um, I, it's not a bad thing. Like they're doing a good job. It's just like it's like you said. It's just it's a it's a lot to bear. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. The, the escapism that we crave is coming. There's three more weeks. Don't worry. Loki <laughs> is on the horizon. Does it go what if first and then Loki, or Loki and then what if? I believe Loki starts like beginning of June, right? Okay, so they're probably gonna give us the what if, which is, I believe, animated. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> I it's it's using the cast's voice, right, from the MCU. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So at least that like that will be the same. They don't have to film anything new, um, yeah. but they are breaking the backs of animators, and maybe we can get Josh on again to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, tight deadlines and animating since he that's his that's his day gig so i just need to talk to Josh about his plant desk because his plant desk is looking legit <laughs> so i need to get him back on here and just just get some ideas <laughs> yeah maybe that's what we can um once drag race ends we can do a cold open julie is also a plant plant auntie oh is she <laughs> oh yeah okay. yeah that's good to know yeah, maybe we can do just like a side show where it's just the plant hour where we talk <laughs> about growth. How is your um, lavender bush doing, by the way? I think it's it's a, it's actually a full on tree. Um, oh, but tree. It, it's not. Uh, I think I um, our friend Dwayne uh, recommended um, letting it dry out, so I did, and I picked off all the all the dead leaves in the middle. I think it is actually starting to sprout, which I'm surprised at. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm not fully committed to saying it's a success yet. I'm still holding my breath. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you know what? That we're setting up the comic book syndicate Discord server, so maybe we can have like um, a plant, yeah. 
a plant general chat because obviously it's needed. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, all of these people who can't support, you know, like I can't support life. I will not support life in my womb. Why not get a plant? Oh, my God. They're the best children. They don't ask for much and they're pretty and they don't speak. <laughs> yes. The yeah. silence is uh, the best kind of deafening I could ask for. Yeah. And you just need to maybe drag them over to the open window every once in a while. Just like every few days. Mm-hmm. And then but, I don't have to share my food. I just have to, you know, hose her down every once in a while. <laughs> so good. I mean, I have, I myself have my own aloe named Francis and he doesn't want for much. He just wants a quick, quick spritz. A quick hit every week. <laughs> like nothing cray. <laughs> nothing cray. So outside of your lavender tree, what else do you have? Oh. Oh, we got, we got a full, I wouldn't quite say a rainforest yet. Actually, I was looking at our, our table the other day. It's a little sparse, but we do have um, a spider plant. It's very big, very big, actually. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize spider plants got as big as, it, as this one did. Um, we've got like devil's ivy. I think they're called, um, uh, what's the more common term? What's devil's ivy called, Julie? Or it's like a, it's like a shoot like it's like a creeping plant and it's got like big broad leaves um philodendrum philodendrum yes yeah we have a scientific uh, term i think we have a few philodendrons we have lemon twist which is i don't know if you've ever heard of lemon twist it's like it feels like felt in their broad leaves it feels felty but it smells like lemon when you bring it close to your your nose um it's a broad leaf plant it's, it's pretty easy to grow like the roots on it are pretty pretty uh durable so it's like okay. a pretty Pretty easy plant to grow. Um, and then, yeah, just like a few succulents and like, you know, some other stuff, some stuff that I don't even remember the name of. I threw up the tags for it, which I, I have to hate. I, I got to stop doing because I forget how to water it. Like, what does this one need again? Um, so yeah. that's a problem for me. But well, I actually go ahead. Oh, no, no, sorry. I was going to say I'm try I'm committed to trying to get more plants once this lockdown, lockdown order is done. Um, I have like a couple rooting and whatnot and. I just want to buy a few more and just really like fill out the space with plants because green just looks great. Like when people have like all those plants and they, you know, um, arrange them in a certain way, like it makes their house really inviting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this, like in indoor greenhouse is the new outdoor raised, raised bed vegetable garden. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's perfectly fashionable for COVID. So, mm -hmm. so it's so in, um, what for plants? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I I wish I knew the names of them all. I'm looking behind me. Um, <laughs> crap. Yeah, I don't remember the rest of their names, but they're they're cute. They're pretty. Uh, oh, I think I have a banana tree. Oh, I have the bonsai ones too, like the small bonsai trees. Um, oh, cute. I think they're bonsais, but they're they're very slow growing. Like I've had it for like eight months and it's barely moved. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next cold open, we do a quick plant tour because I have a Swiss cheese monstera that needs to be seen. Excuse me? <laughs> we, do you know where we found it? We found it. Um, we found it in the front basket area at the giant tiger. Giant? Okay. Giant tiger can be a surf. I know nobody wants to talk about it in Canada. I know nobody wants to talk about GT Boutique. <laughs> a giant tiger can be a freaking serve, man. They got 
great deals on like if you need bread, milk, and eggs, like the basics. They got good deals on that sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, some other other stuff. It's it's better than the dollar store. It's like Walmart quality if you have to go to Walmart, but it's almost dollar store prices. Yeah, and if they have like a fridge and freezer section, yeah. my goodness, is there um, their non the, for here in St. Thomas, their non dairy selection is amazing, wow. um, and they're like uh, like salatable things. Yeah, we're yeah, shocked they- about. I have to say, I, I know nobody wants to talk about it because it's viewed as like trashy, but Giant Tiger, not a bad place to go in these troubling times. <laughs> I mean, you can get a really cute pair of like ballet flat slip-ons and like English cucumbers. And they're Canadian. Yeah. Which I also like. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still, you know, a big box store, but it's Canadian. So I feel a little less guilty about it, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, what else is really cute that I got there the other day? Ooh, sometimes they'll have like, sometimes they'll have like elf cosmetics, which is not terrible. Like, um, just, it's like a, it's, it's like a drugstore brand of cosmetics. That's like really affordable. Their highlighter is bomb. Their primer and setting spray duo is like really hydrating, um, I'm not wearing it today because I obviously am at like the store, but um, yeah, I, when I have to do makeup, I, I reach, I reach for that usually that and my NYX, but whatever. Um, mm. it, it's like, it's, it's pretty good. And they're like, they're, they have the kind of highlighter that you can see from like outer space. Just like, oh. just, you just put it right here and it's like, boom. So like Rosé's highlighter? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not so much this week, but last week with the white highlighter. Oh, that, that was, was vibrant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say like Candy's highlighter from this week was almost to that effect. Yeah. I can't with her makeup. I'm sorry. I mean, that, brings, <gasps> that brings it full circle, but I can't with her makeup. <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, okay. So two episodes left. Do we have any predictions other than we know absolutely that it will be revealed that Sharon is the power broker? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Confirmed. um, Confirmed on the full volume podcast. Um, Called it. Carly will, will, because like all, um, uh, like all regular folk with a ax to grind, Mm-hmm. Uh, she will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law for what she's done, even though she's doing it for a very good cause. Um, I I see that happening to her. Um, yeah, I do too. Zemo will just, he'll just, he, you know what, he slipped away five times during this episode. I, I actually, it was funny, the last time he slipped away, um, slipped away, slipped away, um, mm-hmm. he, I actually thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I would not be surprised if we don't see Zemo in the next two episodes. That could be his way out of the, out of the series if they need to use him later. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Could, the last time we see him, we just see those handcuffs. Dang yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, no, he um, was that before or after that is after. OK, so because he slipped away when um, Captain America and Battlestar were fighting uh, Ao. That's it. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't think he was in handcuffs downstairs. I. I mean, it's possible. Everything is just a blur. Um, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, when John is like, you have uh, final, you go talk to Carly. Um, and then he handcuffs Zemo to like a water heater tank. Gotcha. And yeah, he was he was out of those cuffs later. I do remember that shot. So yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we don't see Zemo again. Did he really have an arc to resolve? No, not really. He just... Um, he just we, seemed to be moving the plot forward in the narrative. Yeah, and he's... His, his goal, it seems, was to destroy the serum so that there were no more super soldiers or the potential for anybody to wreak havoc in the way that super-powered beings can. And he did it. Except for that one vial, which whatever. Um, yeah, he he's done. His mission is complete, kind of. Now he can just, like, sink back into his... Piles of money? I was going to say his rich lifestyle that we all wish we had. Yeah. He's just going to go back to the club and do snake shots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have we had anybody write in about that snake shot, by the way? Because I'm still curious. No. I even Googled it. And I'm like, the only place that I saw that they did things like that were, like, in Asian countries. (laughs) Which Mountjapur is supposed to be... um, south of malaysia i believe so that makes oh. sense yeah it's supposed to be in, i think in the indonesian sea yeah let's see if i can find it again um i mean aside from an actual snake bite shot which we're all accustomed to which is made with lime cordial and yukon jack which is a whiskey liqueur mm-hmm. um Let's see here. Oh, I'm just trying to find the origins of it. Mm. It's, you know what? It's going to be one of those things where it's going to have a really long, engaging, interesting history. I, I am I am actually going to read up on that later because I was like, it's just so wild. <laughs> Too much, yeah. You know what? We'll cover it next episode. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Other predictions, Uh, John Walker won't go to jail because that is exactly what a cis, white, hetero, hetero male male, um, will get because he was serving his country. (laughs) According to um, Fox News. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just slip his hood right into their pocket and pretend like he didn't kill anybody. I, I, you know what though, like I, I was, that's the one thing that actually really stuck out to me while I was watching him on screen was like, boy, I hate him a lot. I kind of hope he sticks around because he's, he's a good, he's turned into a good villain. And we saw that progression from, you know, he wasn't really really a hero per se, but you know, in the eyes of the public, he's a hero and we saw him just devolve. I, I'm, I hope he doesn't die by the end of the series and that we get more, Captain America, this this twisted evil version, because I think it's such a great way to like bring in this, yeah, like this evil version of Captain America that is almost like a through line through the next phase of Marvel properties. Like I think that's interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know again how it would fit into bigger pieces. Clearly, they're going to do something with you know the multiverse, and then eventually the Fantastic Four and the X Men are going to come along. So there's going to be a lot of occupied creative real estate space already where that you know i don't know if they can fit that in but i just think that would be so cool and so different to have that have this evil captain america as a way to differentiate from the first three phases where it was steve rogers you know and it's it's a good captain america so 
I just I think that's interesting, but I don't know what they're, where they're going to go with him. He could die by the end of the series. He could get you. You think he'll get off scot free? That's possible. And I, I almost I almost hope that is the case as well, just so we can see his shitty self antagonize later on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess just for anyone else, uh, just for anyone who's still listening and who reads comics, fun factoid: in August of 2020. They announced a five-issue miniseries that's supposed to be written by very famed um, Black American comic book writer Christopher Priest, um, where the book is called or subtitled American Zealot, like U.S. agent American Zealot. So it would be – I really hope that this thing gets released immediately um, (laughs) because I really need to know the perspective, uh, to know more about – what they plan on doing with this character from the perspective of a black American. Um, yeah. Uh, l- let's see. Priest does describe his storyline a little, a morality play in five acts. I'm already in um, <laughs> John Walker has been fired or he's quit. Depends on who's telling the story. Now finding his way as a civilian government contractor, Walker is making more money and taking more risks as he can now venture into places. Sanctioned agents can't always follow. Ooh, that's probably going to be scurry. Um, he's emotionally damaged. At first I was thrilled to be invited back to the Captain America writing team until I realized it was for this guy, says Priest. His scowling, emotionally damaged misfit cousin, U.S. agent, but it he does admit that it presents a unique writing challenge for him. So I'm, I'm in as far as the comics themselves. I'd love to read this, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's so weird to see, though, like such a like that actually could be a very possible reality for the outcome of his character by the end of this show. And it's so mm-hmm. weird that, that that comic would be so new. You know, it's like I that's, you know, usually, you know, they, they're touching on, you know, comics from you now 10 years ago or so. But that's this is fresh. Yeah. So, and that'd be fun. Yeah. I wonder if knowing knowing that this is going to happen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they got him on board to do this and it really just oh i i want it now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think that's i think that's all we have to talk about this week i am looking forward to it next week like i i do want a resolution to this story um Mm -hmm. but i'm also excited to move on to to loki i think loki will be I think a little more our speed again not this is not that this is not good again this is just it is a very political show and um, I'm looking for some escapism again. So I'm excited for all the dimension hopping in Loki. Yeah, I, I am too. And if you are as well, please let us know. You can send us an email at fullvolumepod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you social media at Comic Book Syndicate or at Comic Syndicate, hashtag fullvolumepod. I'd like to thank my co-host, the bright, the beautiful, uh, full of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, Harvey Har- Brent. Harvey Brent, serving you endangered marine mammal realness today. Yes. On my, my blouse. In the um, appropriately colored salmon. <laughs> yes. Did you see the meme of the gay spectrum? The color spectrum? <laughs> no, I didn't. Red, blue, pink whatever and then it's like how straight men read colors and then right. like how how gay men and furniture salespeople read <laughs> colors and it's like 
salmon, chartreuse, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> Dusty Rose. <laughs> Amazing. It's yeah, true. I, I love it. I love, I was yeah. going to say, great shirt. Thank you. I wish I had more um, animal themed blouses. Girl, you know where I get these all from? I have a lot of them. Uh, Simon's. Do you know Simon's? Do they have women's clothes? Oh my God, yes. Oh. Simon's is amazing and nobody talks about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, because I've never heard of that. Oh my, you've never heard of Simon's? No, I haven't. Oh my God, as soon as we stop filming, I'm gonna give you the link to Simon's. They have the best prints, the best. Okay, I'm in, I'm into it. I can't wait for that link. Okay, anyway, um, until <laughs> next time, uh, keep it real. Keep it at full volume. Oh, did I jump a gun? Are you supposed to say keep it loud? <laughs> oh my god, I am supposed to. Okay, okay, let's do Until next time. here for another 20 minutes. Uh, until next time, keep it loud. Keep it at full volume, babies. 